Hi all, this is Raúl. This is Agatha. And this is Saiway. Today's episode, I'm afraid, is going to be tainted by a little panic we had with the <laughs> recording device because of the, you know, uh, well, we are not IT guys. So <laughs> when a Chinese message appears in your device, panic runs quickly. Yes, but few breaths in, few breaths out. Um, Thank you uh, for Google, the YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> And we managed to to solve the issue. Yeah. Hopefully it will never, ever, ever happen again. <laughs> mm -hmm. So anyway, today we are going to talk about a topic that touches us deeply, but not really. Okay. <laughs> Because I think it's something interesting since I was, you know, researching all this uh, matter because we were supposed to talk about pregnancy and how you know the female body changes or the changes that you go through and all that but I think that that is common knowledge they're not much uh, not not so interesting to to talk about I don't think it's a common knowledge because uh, well now I'm pregnant yeah uh, and When researching, because of course, when you get pregnant, you want to know everything week by week what's going to happen. To the minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I I was quite surprised with the things that I learned that happened to, to the body of a person that is pregnant. And yeah, I don't think it's common knowledge. Like, you know that, oh, you're going to get sick, which didn't happen to me happily. Yay. Yay. Or like you're going to get the belly and things like that, but not really knowing the details. Mm -hmm. But let's uh, go with the more scientific route. Yeah, and also like if we are supposed to talk about all the changes that you go through during pregnancy, this podcast would last hours mm. or we will have to split it in several episodes. So maybe we will do a pregnancy special or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for the Valentine's special. Or maybe next year. Yeah. So anyway, um, we are going to talk about how pregnancy might not be necessary at some point in the future. And not so far in the future, we are talking about 10 years maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to begin with, I guess that you... Matrix. <laughs> I guess that you probably knew already that uh, if you are a woman of childbearing age, the most likely reason for you to end up needing medical treatment is due to pregnancy and childbirth. So Yay. all women that are between 20 to 35, they are probably going to need any medical treatment related to childbirth and pregnancy and not any Or maybe else. prevention. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it, this is a, a very, like a huge condition that your body goes through and so many things can go wrong, okay? Now, in countries, I'm going to give you now some statistics that Ooh. I found because why not? In countries with good hospitals, so we are talking about Western North countries, mm -hmm. okay? So basically Europe, US and Canada, okay? okay. Um, there is 24% chance of keeping a baby born at 23 weeks alive. This means that you only have 23% chance that your 23-week-old baby will survive. Mm -hmm. You follow me? Yes, and uh, recently I, I've seen a piece of news about twins that were born at 22 weeks old, mm -hmm. of, like 22 weeks of pregnancy, 
and they were so small they were so small and I think it's a proof that modern medicine is really, really, really mm-hmm. working. That they, they look managed. Like a leather glove. Yeah, and they managed to like keep them alive. They mm-hmm. gave them all the necessary treatment, and then they grew. And yeah, and um, it's as if they were carried to the full term. I don't know if they had any conditions because usually the prematurely born kids have. At least some conditions, maybe um, respiratory or with the heart. Point, the point here is that it's so the the body is so not developed, the baby mm-hmm. body is so not developed that imagine that your baby is born at twenty three weeks. Okay. I don't and have to because I'm already twenty seven. <laughs> so twenty three weeks of pregnancy and then your baby is born because of reasons mm-hmm. I don't know. There's only 24% chance that that baby will survive. Yeah. But out of all those 24% chance, mm-hmm. 87% of them will have major complications mm-hmm. such as lung disease, bowel problems, brain damage, and blindness. Mm-hmm. So we are talking here that already 23 weeks of pregnancy is the borderline for survival. For survival okay? Anything that is... Any baby that is born before 23 weeks will be stillborn or just plain dead, okay? Or, it or will very, be very, very lucky. Or it will be straight considered an abortion, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, preterm birth is the greatest cost of death and disability among children in the developed world. So any problems that your child has will probably be related to being born too early. Okay. Because the babies that are born normally after 40 weeks, they are born healthy and perfectly fine, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, we have kind of solution that are the incubators, Mm -hmm. right? So that is the whole point of incubators, which are these uh, kind of plastic boxes that are sealed so the doctors can keep the baby in there and give all the necessary nutrients and, you know, keep the baby clean and warm. isolated, warm and perfectly fine. So the baby will survive through time, okay? Some babies will need more time, less time in the incubator, so whatever can happen. Now, the problem of incubators is that uh, they deal with some functions that the premature newborn uh, need help with, mm-hmm. but they don't allow the gestation to continue. Mm-hmm. So your baby will grow, yes, but the organs that did not form yet, they will probably not form in the incubator because the incubator is to keep you alive, not to continue the development of the baby. Yeah, but I guess that um, over 23 weeks, uh, all the organs are there. It's just a matter of like lungs will not be developed enough, so you will have to get some steroids to... To stimulate that. And the good thing is that with each week, the survival rate is higher and higher. Mm-hmm. But the problem and of being born... And some premature babies that are like, I don't know, a few weeks premature for them, it's not that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But the problem of being born at 23 or 24 weeks is that you don't have lungs. Or mm-hmm. like your lungs are not fully developed. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the whole point of lungs is to oxygenate your blood and, mm-hmm. you know, make this gas exchange. Now, if you are born at 23 weeks and your lungs are not developed enough 
to do this exchange, how do you breathe? You cannot. Mm -hmm. So if you are born at 23 weeks, you will probably die. Okay? Now, this can be solved with a new invention that scientists are working on, mm -hmm. which is basically an artificial uterus. It's like this egg thing. Yeah, it's called biobag. Okay? Mm -hmm. And the goal is to create an environment that will help extremely preterm babies so they can develop in mm -hmm. it. Okay? And it's pretty cool because there's already successful trials in lambs and mice. Okay? And when you see the lamb like suspended in this um, well, it's basically like a balloon full mm -hmm. of liquid. And it looks quite dystopian, <laughs> but but it's pretty cool. I think I've seen it at some point. Yeah, this is an invention then. that started in 2017 uh, because they had success with lambs. So you know, it's, it's developing, so it is possible mm -hmm. to be done. Okay. Now, they are doing tests in lambs because the embryo development of lambs is very similar to the one of humans. Mm -hmm. So if you are successful with lambs, you will probably be successful with humans. Okay. So, cool. Now, this does not mean <laughs> that babies are going to be born or to be developed in plastic bags away from their mothers, like in some kind of matrix... Uh, Capsule. Matrix has done so much for, <laughs> for our world. So, and later they fucked up with all the sequels. Anyway, are you going to watch the Matrix mm. 4? Matrix 4 is like, I watched Mat Matrix 1. Jesus, Matrix and I, 4 And I, I like, finished there and I don't plan on changing yeah. that. Producers are hungry, eh? Mm. Well, anyway. Babies will be developing in the womb of the mother. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when they are 23 or 24 weeks old, mm -hmm. they can be extracted through a cesarean cut, mm -hmm. okay? And then put in this bag that imitates the womb. Okay. okay? Now, the bag is basically the so amniotic ba sac. So, basically, we're going to make it like my favorite animal. Like well, maybe not my favorite, <laughs> favorite animal, but when it comes to uh, reproduction, I, I love how kangaroos do that. Um, maybe one day we will do an episode about that. Because, we should. Or at least small why, because it's insane <laughs> how kangaroos do that. Basically, yeah, like that. It's, it's it, pretty cool. They, they can it's decide. there for, for, uh, for some time in the uterus, and then it just comes out and goes to a nice warm bag, and it stays there, and which makes the birth totally painless. Yeah, because one of the... Because it's fucking tiny, not like one of the reasons, what humans have to go through with this giant head coming yeah, through between problem, your legs. Which is like, just to, uh, how about you are born with a smaller head? Right. Proportionate with the size of the body. You well, know what I mean? Well, it is proportionate. I think it's way bigger than the body. Like the body is so small and the head is so big. No. Because when the head passes, then everything else goes right after it. Yeah, because the rest of the body is more like, you know, like wiggly. Well, anyway, did you know <laughs> that babies don't have bones in their school? Everything is cartridge, like your ears or your nose. Yes, and then... Shocking. It, and then it hardens. Thanks to that, you can push them out because the... the um, let's say that the skull will move accordingly. And that, that's how you get to push them out. And then they look like and, an alien. Yeah, and they can have like a... Like little Voldemort. Egg head, mm -hmm. which is supposed to pass quickly. Yeah. Uh, and only, yeah, with 
I don't know how old you are when your uh, your skull gets fully hard. Yeah, it, it turns like into two, bone. three years old, I believe. Also. Yeah, so that's why you have to watch out for your baby's head. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why all the jokes of like, oh, did mama drop you when you were a baby? Yes, it yes, makes sense. <laughs> but, and also, I saw the school of a baby mm-hmm. and it's full of teeth. Yes. But yes, yes that is. is one of the most haunting things I've ever seen. Guys, go right now to Google. Well, maybe not right now, but later. Go to Google and write baby school teeth. And because the teeth. They have to come from they somewhere. They have to come from somewhere, not they are not just like magically appear. So they are already inside your school and then they are pushed out. So mm-hmm. a baby school is full of teeth. It's yeah. haunting. Yeah. So anyway, and back to the topic. And check also in Google the MRI pictures of the fetuses. It's entertaining. <laughs> 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 they look uh, poltergeist-like. So anyway, back to the topic. This bag, mm-hmm. that is the artificial uterus, Works like an um, amniotic sac, mm-hmm. like the one that you have in your in your womb. Yes. And it's full with this I warm, <laughs> warm, sterile, lab-made fluid that will help the fetus to breathe and swallow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Breathe. I mean, not not practice, really breathe. Practice you know? breathing. Yeah, exactly. By swallowing the fluid. Which another fun fact about the fetuses? Um, me, Raúl. All of the babies in the world, including you, we all have drank our we, we all have drank our pee uh, when being in our mummy's bellies. Uh, mm-hmm. At be- least, at least I hope not <laughs> after, uh, because this is how we practice breathing and this is how we um, train our organs to work after the birth. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, you drink the water that you're in, in this amniotic fluid in the sac, and then it goes through your organs, some go to, like, it goes through the throat, some goes to lungs, um, to make them practice expanding and then uh, contracting. contracting. And it goes through the stomach, so the stomach will work also on that, and then it goes to the three kidneys, that also have to practice and then you pee it out it mixes with the rest of the fluid and then you continue to drink it and you can get hiccups if you drink too much too fast which is classic i mean it's a classic thing that happens to a kid that they get hiccup and they're, ah you drank too fast yeah so that yeah. happens when before even before you're born also, it happens to Lola when she barks too much and then she gets hiccup. And when I laugh too much, it happens. <laughs> ah, that happens to my sister. So, so yeah, so you drank your pee. Thank you. Yeah. Now, the limit, we already said that the limit for survival for preterm babies is 23-24 weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay? And any baby before, I mean, born before that will die. Okay. Well, not all of them. There will be some miracle babies. Well, yeah, of course, but you know, if it happens, it's more it more likely. Mm-hmm. Now, remember that preterm babies cannot be kept in incubators because their organs are not fully developed, especially the lungs. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, because you can think like, oh, you are born too early, putting in the incubator, no, in this toaster-like thing, but you cannot because it doesn't have. The lungs to breathe. Well, y- you mm-hmm. can, but it's not always going to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is why this artificial uterus comes in hand. 
Okay? Mm -hmm. Enter the artificial uterus. Now, since the whole point of lungs is to oxygenate the blood, right, and do this gas exchange, what they do in this artificial uterus mm -hmm. is to connect very, very teeny tiny thin tubes to the umbilical cord because mm -hmm. the umbilical cord is kept. Okay? Yeah. To redirect the blood. So Then, basically, like fake placenta. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So then the blood is extracted from the body of the baby mm -hmm. in a very similar way that they do this hemodialysis mm -hmm. when they extract all your blood. Okay? So they extract blood from the baby, is treated outside where all these gases are put in the blood. Mm -hmm. okay? They are oxygenated in an outside machine and then given back to the heart of the baby, straight to the heart of the mm -hmm. baby, Where from the heart, it goes everywhere else in the body. Okay. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm guessing that when they... Uh, they haven't done it yet, right? Well, so they, it's now all in theory. It, well, it's in well, development. They, they do it This is very animals. cool. We will talk about it later. But uh, I'm thinking that um, they would have to take out the baby with C-section, mm -hmm. but still in the, in the sack. Mm -hmm. With the, in the amniotic fluid because once the sac gets broken mm -hmm. the baby will take its first breath and mm -hmm. then you cannot put it back under the water exactly so they take it outside in this bag mm -hmm. in the same way like have you seen the bags where fish put their eggs mm -hmm. they are like a very thin balloon Mm -hmm. You know, kind of translucent. Well, I, I can so more, take... more likely like imagine mm -hmm. the, um, the amniotic sac rather than the fish. Well, yeah. So, yeah. And basically, yes. Okay. okay. So, so they take it with the bag. They take everything. Okay. okay. Now. Let's hope whole, it doesn't break. The, <laughs> the whole point of this... Oh, I want saw a video of uh, extracting... Some worms. Your hands are so cold. My hands are always cold. I could be a doctor. So I want saw a video of extracting a bag of worms mm -hmm. from the body of an infected person. Mm -hmm. And this bag was like a little balloon and they had to like take it very carefully because so as it soon as it break. breaks, it will be like... Ah, so, great image. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And it's not even Halloween. Mm -hmm. So um, the whole point of this technique mm -hmm. is to bypass the lungs because they are not formed yeah. so this way you are oxygenating the blood without having to use the lungs mm -hmm. okay now this is very difficult because the technology has to be precise it has to be very accurate and very small you know when in all marvel movies when they don't know how to do something they are like oh it was nanobots these are nanobots used for okay they are like little very tiny pieces of engineering So they can bypass it because you have to remember that 23 we call baby is super small. So mm -hmm. everything has to be in mm -hmm. scale. No? Now, um, you asked how do they do this if they are doing it in animals? Yes, they did it in mice. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because a mouse is very similar to an embryo. But it's like, even smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is very small, but well, you can like... The nano-nano nanobots. You can have like uh, have... That. Hella mouse, and if you make a mistake, you're like, whoopsie, and take another, no? Mm -hmm. uh, now, the thing is that they are testing it in robot babies, okay? Mm -hmm. They have a robotic mannequin mm -hmm. that imitates a baby, 
So they can practice. Yeah. Okay. And you can also search it. It's it's really cool. Well, I guess doctors also practice surgery in like um, like fake body parts. Or even real body parts. Yeah, but like, you know, with use of technology so you don't have to have like 20 livers for a student to practice before surgery, but you just um, use the technology. Yeah, or you can have like 20 livers and of... And if they fuck up, you just restart it. But you can mm. have 20 livers of pills also. Yeah, but still, you so, know, you know. like if you have technology, why would you? Yeah, so that's the point that all this technology is very accurate, therefore very expensive. Mm -hmm. So they have to make sure that they are spending money on this with a purpose, okay? Now, this said, it is very cool, everything is great, see, perfect. But we are not yet in the human trials phase. Because the technology has to develop. Because okay. no one wants to give their babies as, uh, yeah. for the trial. And it's not that simple either, because with a real baby, so many things can go wrong. Mm -hmm. But with these lab tests, you can control almost everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know. However, they say that we are about 10 years away from starting trials in humans. Mm -hmm. Which is great, because 10 years in this field, knowing how quickly science develops, is... It's almost mm -hmm. there, you know, like in 10 years. That but would no, be great. I'm thinking like that it's all cool, but there is so many things that can go wrong, as you said. Wouldn't it be easier to start from the beginning in the sack? To not have the woman carry the baby for 22, 3, 4 weeks, but to start already in the bag so you don't have to later move it you just uh, you would just have to create like artificial placenta to feed the baby make sure that all the nutrients are there uh, make sure that the <laughs> embryo develops and yeah and, and then you don't have to move it which i think is the most tricky part yeah and that's what they are saying now is that where are we going to stop okay because but i wouldn't mind having a baby that would be, you know, my baby and everything with my genes, mm -hmm. with my eyes and, I don't know, your hair, mm -hmm. but that I didn't have to carry it. Exactly. You know? So they say that if I we are already... I would just come once a week or once a month, same as I'm going to a doctor now, I would just go and be like, hey, so how's my baby? Since we are and the baby would be developing... Because, you know, it doesn't depend on any outer... Look, the first um, lab baby mm -hmm. was born in the 70s, okay, mm -hmm. through IVF. Mm -hmm. Now, by lab baby, you we mean already someone... have, I mean IVF, in vitro fertilization. Yeah, but it was, you know, implanted into a woman. Yeah, of course, mm -hmm. that's what I mean. So, the first lab was baby... Was it really a ba lab baby? So, the first lab baby was born in the 70s through IVF, where they take an egg, a female egg, and then they fertilize it with sperm. And then, when the fertilization has been done and the egg started to replicate, then they take, when the egg is in a phase called Murula stage, mm -hmm. I learned that in animal embryology <laughs> during my master. So then they take the egg and they implant it in the uterus. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, if the egg will 
you know, uh, implant, implant correctly, properly, mm -hmm. then you can grow any egg in any uterus, which is the whole point of surrogate mothers. Mm -hmm. Okay, because so many women have the problem that they are fertile, but they cannot get the egg to be implanted in their uterus properly, which is a shame, you know, mm -hmm. because, well, it sometimes happens. Then you have a surrogate mother who will carry that baby for you, and we have zero of her genetic material. Mm -hmm. So the baby is yours. Now imagine that instead of having a surrogate mother, you have a machine where you can implant the egg, mm -hmm. and then the egg will develop. And that then, would be amazing. And in that you can control everything, because mm -hmm. you don't have to worry whether she ate something that is going to give her salmonella. Whether she didn't. For example, you are taking these prenatal vitamins. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have to. Yeah. Because then you can just give the vitamins to the baby exactly. and that's it. And you would be sure how much the baby is getting. Mm -hmm. Because from what I eat, the baby will take some. But yeah. no one knows exactly how much. And um, if there is something that... Um, I don't know. Like the placenta is weaker uh, you might not know it right away mm -hmm. and after you find out the baby already lost some nutrients for example yeah so, so that could be avoided that you can easily. control and this is cool because they are already testing that on mice okay mm -hmm. and they were able to grow mouse embryos for 11 days in a mechanical womb okay how okay. long is the the whole process in mice the, the whole pregnancy I don't know, but 11 days is very short, anyway. Yeah, but if the whole pregnancy in mice is 20 days and they kept it for 11, you mm. know, okay. th that matters. That's a good question. But mm -hmm. I don't think it's 20 days for mice, anyway. But the whole point is that that doesn't matter. The point here is that they were able to do it for 11 days before the test failed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this far 11 days is the border. Mm -hmm. okay? However, as we speak, okay, and later people will listen to this episode, by that time, already this data will be obsolete. Okay. Because the technology is advancing, like, to the minute, like, so quickly, okay? So, this is what we know this far. Now, this is useful because it allows us to watch in real time how the organs are developing and how the embryo is growing, mm -hmm. okay? Which is something that we couldn't observe directly this far. We had to do it through ultrasound, mm -hmm. Okay. Which is uh, not exactly accurate. Yeah, and it, it, it's difficult to, to read an ultrasound, mm -hmm. okay? Now, the development of mice and rabbits are very similar to the development of humans, mm -hmm. talking in the embryo stage. Yeah. This is why they are doing tests in mice and rabbits, okay? Do you think I'm unethical that I would willingly give my eggs for human trial? I don't think that's unethical. However, ethics is a huge part of all this. Because all this reproductive medicine is very, very bonded with the oh, I can imagine all the Catholics humans. protesting at their door, being like, oh... Catholics the and, God's and, every other, and every other religion. And yet mm -hmm. Catholics are the most annoying ones, mm. just saying. Now, this is all this is very Sorry useful. Sorry all the Catholics who are not annoying. <laughs> all this is very useful because first it allows us to save babies. Mm -hmm. Because none of this means that suddenly we are going to grow a race of superhumans called, I don't know, Homo Nobus or something mm -hmm. like that. <laughs> it, it's not like that. This is meant to be helping premature babies to survive. Okay? Because it can happen so often that your baby is 
randomly aborted. And then your body says, I don't want to do this anymore. Miscarriage is the you know? better word. Yeah, exactly. You will have a miscarriage that could have been avoided through an artificial uterus. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is the, the whole point of this technology. With time, I expect that the artificial uterus will replace the natural womb. Okay? And that can bring massive changes in society. Like, for example, and mainly, uh, the way that we perceive reproduction and gender roles mm -hmm. will completely change because... You will not you have can... to get a doctor's leave for yeah. your pregnancy because you're sick. And you can have a baby that you didn't carry mm -hmm. and yet it has full DNA from you and your partner mm -hmm. that was born in an artificial womb, mm -hmm. okay? And just implant it there. You can go visit, watch it. The doctor, a doctor will, will monitor the development of this baby. And then when the baby is ready, you take it home with you mm -hmm. without having your body to go through all these huge hormonal Trauma. changes. Mm -hmm. And it rips your muscles, it dilates your organs, things get crushed, other things get bigger, other things get smaller. Uh, you go through, as I said, all these hormonal changes that, not in your case, luckily, <laughs> but so many other women go through mood swings, uh, headaches, back pain, uh, sleepless nights. I mean, it can be very traumatic for some people. Of course. You know? so the birth itself is very, very traumatic yeah. for the body. Not, not like, well, mentally as well, but for the body, like physically. Mm. Uh, so to not have to go through that, that would be great. Yeah. And for sure, for sure, it would help so much with the mortality rate. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, because maybe if not all, then at least most of the pregnancies would be um, would be carried to term. Uh, also, everything could be like... Mm, because we know that nowadays there are some conditions that can be treated inside the womb, like... I don't know, heart surgery mm -hmm. on a fetus yeah. uh, can be done, but it's very complicated. They have to cut the woman open and then they have to get through the amniotic fluids it's, and it's everything. It's difficult because in this way, I mean, in this case, sorry, you have to treat two bodies. Two, yeah, two you know? patients. While if you have it in the artificial uterus, you only have to worry about the baby Exactly. Except, you know. So so this would make it so much easier for for the medicine of uh, of treating the fetuses. Mm -hmm. We could avoid a lot of conditions that would uh, also give um, a chance to for people who cannot become parents naturally to have the children that they want. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be really, really great. I believe that at some point... For sure there would be some evil Jeff Bezos who would totally turn it upside down and turn it into a business yeah, and make some superhumans to work in Amazon that they never have to pee or something. But I believe that at some point women will not have to give birth naturally ever again if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. now, Unless you want to. Now, first. this that you say of evil Jeff Bezos creating <laughs> humans to work in Amazon because they don't get tired, that already existed, is called Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. That I have not seen. <laughs> oh, okay. So in, in Blade Runner, 
There is this company called Tyrell Corporation. Don't spoil for people. Dude, this is the whole. This is only the plot. This is explaining like the first. Okay, five minutes okay, of the I'm movie. just saying, don't spoil. So this Tyrell Corporation creates humans to work in the mines, okay, mm -hmm. in the mines of like other planet, uh, and they are great because they never get tired, mm -hmm. okay, and they imitate humans in every aspect. Mm -hmm. But the only thing is that they work like hell, and you basically. They basically have fabricated slaves mm -hmm. that they never get tired and they are super strong and super resistant and everything. And you but don't have to pay them. The only thing here is that they die after five years. Okay. Okay. So they have like a genetic condition already programmed. Mm -hmm. So they die in five years. So they will not have like, I don't know, 70 years of slaves. Mm -hmm. They will be used only for four or five years, then they. A slave dies, mm -hmm. and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now the, the plot thickens when some slaves break free. Ooh. Okay, and that is the plot of the movie. Okay, but the point here, back <laughs> to the topic, <laughs> is that at some point women will not have to give birth ever again. I believe, which would be great for many, mm -hmm. but others will not. I mean, agree to to do this, and of course everything will be probably only available in developed countries mm -hmm. because you have to remember that all these will be very expensive for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Same as in vitro fertilization is very expensive procedure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. And that is the topic of this week. Which well I think it's very, very interesting. And of course you cannot uh, I mean you, you can't stop thinking about the ethical dilemma that it presents. Like but the problem here is also that the technology exists mm -hmm. and is being developed. So yeah, and you can also... The only way that you can control it is by being open and actively talking about it, mm -hmm. trying to make it for the good rather than for the evil because the technology exists, okay? And it's going to be developed whether you like it or not. So forbidding it will not stop it because, for example, you don't forbid thermonuclear energy just because some random scientists can create a bomb, right? What you do is to control who has access mm -hmm. to thermonuclear energy and make sure that they don't create bombs, no? So with this thing, is the same. You have to, you know, have the open ethics conversation so you can make sure that it's properly used. Same as nuclear energy. And that is my opinion. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm now, now like, a thought popped up in my head. That uh, it could happen that um, rich people would have for sure much better access to it or mm -hmm. probably would be the only ones to have access to it for a very long time. And it could lead to rich people getting like five kids at once because why not? Like they have Angelina. all the nannies and, uh, and so on. So... They could just like be like, okay, now we start a family, we get married, you know, everything is right with the business. We get five kids right away. The nannies will take care of them and we have a perfect picture family. That's, um, and? I don't know, I'm thinking that it might not be the most, um, you know, that it would be treated as in like farming the kids for like... Yeah, because nowadays, famous people don't get kids for publicity at all. Yeah, that I mean, never they happens. do, of course, but, you know, like, at least you have to put some effort to it. Like, oh, yeah, you have to have sex. 
well, you have to have sex or you have to spend money on a surrogate who will carry the kid so for you. Is, so this is the thing. Mm, yeah, but usually you will like have to focus on one. Like mm. if I can get five and no problem. But Angelina have like 200 kids and yeah, some and of them are not even theirs. They are adopted. So? They are like the Benetton family. But they so. didn't go and like, okay, today... Five kids is ours. They they actually it was a process that took many years, you know. Well, yeah. So I I would not use that yeah. as an example. But back in the day, the Maori warriors were getting tattoos. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was a very slow process that took years. And now of anyone can have it. I and now anyone can have them in a matter of months. You can have your full body tattooed. So this is the same. It, the technology only makes it quicker and easier, but. The, the root is still there. No? Well, I don't know. It's just for sure something to consider. But mm-hmm. I I do believe that it would be it would be better, mm-hmm. and um, the kids that are being brought to this world would have better start, and they would be healthier. There and are many many aspects yeah. to consider in this question, and I'm afraid we are running out of time. <laughs> so. This has been all for this week. Yeah, you can uh, read more about it and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Check the sources that I will put link to this episode. Google what happens to a female body or to body of a person with a uterus who gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, for further support, you can follow our Instagram. At sci.y.podcast. Yes, and you know, share it with a friend because sharing is caring. Drop a like if you like. And we will see you next week. Yeah, so Jenkipa. Jenkipa.